everybody hello this is your lovely podcast the american unicorns um this is laura and this is hillary and And, yeah we're coming to you (laughs) um from different states right now yes uh but with the power of technology and hillary's brain Um, we can come together in a virtual forum and, and record ourselves together and then poop out one episode. Yes. And, you know, hopefully the quality will still be good. Um, this is new for us. We're in both in new settings and, um, there's many dogs in play right now. Literally, literally in play. Yeah, literally playing. Uh, I can hear the dryer uh, beneath me rolling pants. Um, It's a strange time. Let's all admit that it's weird. Um, There's nothing normal about this. And uh, it's crazy. COVID-19, y'all. Yeah. It's for real. It's not good. It's not great. You know, we're just, you know, we debated not recording, but decided that um, whatever kind of comes, sorry, that's my foster scratching at his cone, Um, you know, whatever we were able to produce was still um, worth it and worthwhile, and doing this and connecting with you all um, was still worthwhile, even with all these challenges. Yeah, and I think it's important because... um, you know, to have a time capsule of this weird time and dogs scratching <laughs> dogs scratching at their hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, Bugle. Why yeah. is why is Bugle scratching? So um, our sweet Bugle, our current foster, um, had to have eye surgery. So he is currently sporting a very uh, fashionable uh, Elizabethan dog collar um, cone. The royal collar! And he uh, likes to scratch at it. And the best part about the cone is that the outside part happens to be textured. So um, it's doing a really great job making that kind of ribbing noise happen. So and well, he can get a hold of it right with his foot as he's scratching it, kind yeah. of around. That's fun. So yeah, it's a good time for everybody. And... Have you been throwing things in the cone? Because I would. Um, I have not, but he likes to utilize the cone um, to carry stuff upstairs. So he will fill his cone. And then um, go upstairs. That's amazing. Uh, He's a friggin' genius. (laughs) So um, he doesn't seem to be too hampered by it. But I will say all the dogs have been very quiet the past few hours while I was teleworking. And then, of course, as soon as I hit record, they're like, it's time to play, motherfuckers. So Makes sense. Um, well, and so Hillary and I are currently teleworking for our jobs, and um, it is it is an adjustment to be teleworking 
from home, especially for me because my job is more difficult to do from home, uh, but we are trying to make it work as best as possible. So we're learning, and I say we, and it's me and everybody that I know that's over 40, are learning to do the technology things to allow us to work from home and have Microsoft team meetings and all that stuff. And it's, uh, it's cook, it's cook, cook, crazy. Yes. It, it is definitely a brave new world out there. And you guys, there's so many dogs right Dog below party. me. <laughs> um, but you know, we'll, we'll get through it. And, um, We'll just talk over them and pretend like they're not here. Like they pretend I'm not here. I don't want to something. ignore them. I want to acknowledge them. <laughs> oh. oh, small child on their bike. Small child on their bike. Alert. Red alert. Red alert. Dog fight. Oh, my gosh. That, I'm that... Put 20 bucks on Mosby. How dare that child just innocently ride their bike? Along, along oh they're the barking at a child man those dogs are worth every penny <laughs> i know i will be alerted every time a small child is enjoying this beautiful day um what would happen if you let the dogs out right now would they rip the child to shreds <laughs> you mean who let the dogs out um <laughs> the dogs out Oh, oh, uh, a squeaker oh. toy has been discovered. Oh, no. I, I swear they just do this to be on purpose. Um, They're famous. Thankfully, uh, we have a fenced-in yard, so no life or limb can be lost in the pursuit of protecting my home from small That's children. So, I mean, nobody wants small kids in your house because no. of poop. No, there's plenty of poop here with the dogs. We don't need any more. Those kids, man, they have COVID nineteen. <laughs> Mosby can smell it. He's a he's a virus sniffer. He can tell. He's, so, he's so great. <laughs> I love him so much. Well, we hope that um, this is still enjoyable and it provides a brief escape in this crazy, crazy world we're living in. It's fucking weird. So, would you like to guess where we're escaping to today, Laura? Are we traveling oh. outside the country? Yes. A very um, astute. Uh, <laughs> I will have my passport ready. We're not allowed to travel right now. <clears throat> yeah. So this is, we can only travel through our ears. And our minds. On our butts. So, um, on our butts. Or running. Or riding a bike. I would like to say that this episode is being brought to you by White Claw. Oh, God. <laughs> but they haven't given us any money, but I bought White Claw because of emergency things. And I'm having a ruby grapefruit uh, White Claw, and it's delicious. Yeah, is it delightful? It's delightful. It's refreshing. Um... I'm in love with it. Okay. <laughs> Laura will be marrying her white claw. Uh-huh. Um, as we transverse and, you know, explore yes. um, the world around us. And specifically, yes. we're going to be heading to Papua New Guinea. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go oh, there. Oh, yeah. Hate 
They what? They eat people. That seems a little not true. That's what damn headhunters are and shit. <laughs> um, so we're actually going in search of, I mean, you can say that, but here we are going in search of their cryptid. And uh, their cryptid happens to be the Gazika. Please spell that. <laughs> G-A-Z-E-K-A. So. Gazika. <laughs> so um, this creature is described as being um, three feet, six inches, between three feet, six inches tall and four feet long and vaguely pig shaped with very dark or black pattern hide, cloven feet and a long oh. snout. Wow. And don't forget its hairy tail. Um, I, I love the phrase vaguely pig shaped and <laughs> be the name like of a punk band. Yeah, that'd be a good band name for sure. Welcome to CBGBs. So we're vaguely pig shaped. It's <laughs> amazing. I love it. Um, so, uh, they are also known to, um, graze on grass and moss and have a long shrill call. Shrill. It's good times. Yeah. It's good times. So the name, um, interestingly, the name Gazika was not used by either, um, was not used by the Papian people. Um, the original Gazika was a monster that appeared in a comic stage musical, Little Micus, created by George Graves. And in this musical, um, the Gazika was discovered by an alcoholic explorer who co- was accompanied in his travels by a case of whiskey and who half thought that he had seen it before in a, sh- in a sort of dream. Um, and so it, interesting. So that's where that actual name comes from. The original name for the animal was um, loosely translated as devil pig. <laughs> yeah. Get your devil pig on. Love um, it. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, it's devil pigs, man. I'm so, here for a devil pig. Are you here for devil pigs? I love it. Our my, Lord Satan my, pig. My, my dogs are here for devil pigs. So, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> the first sightings of this um, began in the 1870s. Um, when uh, explorers were starting to explore the northeastern coast of the great top tropical island of Papua New Guinea in Indonesia. Um, and they found possible evidence of an unknown large quadruped mammal. Um, and they found this in the form of, um, oh my gosh, hold on. Who's texting you? Everyone. Um, um, so, is it the Gazika? <laughs> the Gazika. It learned how it used its cloven hooves to send me a text message. Wonderful. Um, so uh, they so um, they found this uh, evidence um, specifically um, in 1875. So um, during this time, Lieutenant Sidney Smith and Captain John Moresby not Mosby, Mosby. Um, <laughs> um, of the HMS Basilisk 
discovered a very large dung heap while surveying in the northern coast of Papua New Guinea. They noted that the heap was far too large to have been made by a pig, and the sailors believed that it had been produced by a rhinoceros. So, just a huge Uh, bunch of pig shit. Pig Uh, shit! (laughs) Quote, um, they reported... Um, at the head of Collingwood Bay, we found a good acreage and remained two days cutting wood, as you do. Here, Lieutenant Smith observed the droppings of some large grass-eating animal in a spot where the bushes had been heavily trampled and broken. Our opinion was decided that a rhinoceros had hunted there. And we were much surprised as this animal what? has never been believed to exist in New Guinea. It is interesting because they don't. It would have it would have been very satisfactory to have set the question thus started at rest, but time failed us. So they missed it, but they saw the the evidence on the ground. Um, and so, um, later at this time, later reports of rhinoceroses and buffaloes in New Guinea were believed to have been um, referred to wild pigs um or cassowaries um but people aren't sure yeah so um later that year after the sailor's discovery was reported um german zoologist adolf meyer wrote to um nature reporting that the papuans in the area south of glevix bay knew of a very large but rare pig-like creature the Mm -hmm. plot thickens it goes all the way to the top Goes all the way to the top. <laughs> also this year, steamer engineer Mr. Smithhurst, whilst exploring the newly discovered Baxter River, New Guinea, reported footprints of some large animal, which he, quote, took to be a buffalo or a wild ox, but he did not see the animal itself. Hooves. So, hooves. <laughs> so um, in the 1870s and during this time, um, so there's lots of anecdotal and um, evidence found in the mud. We've got we've got poop, we've got hooves. Got poop. Got hooves. Um, you know, you couldn't have paid me. There's not enough money in the world uh, that I would have gone to Papua New Guinea uh, during this time because of all the fucking cannibals there. <laughs> it only takes one cannibal. But they had a lot. Yeah. And I don't want to go there because let me tell you something. My meat is tender. Yeah. Mosquitoes love me and people would want to eat my face. I mean, I can attest to that. So if you're going to be a cryptid, be in Papua New Guinea because nobody's going to eat you. Mm-hmm. Except eat dogs. People. I don't know what's happening over there. It's a fight. It's a Good rumble. Dog. My money is still on Mosby. <laughs> no, I think it's Bugle and Cece are playing tug of war right now. Um, together, they have one good eye. So <laughs> they have no depth perception <laughs> between the the two of them. Um, so it's it's anyone's game at this point. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm just going to talk loudly and we're going to just pretend like this is ambiance music yeah, um, I'm that into we it. strategically like, placed into the podcast in order to, you know, give a very well-rounded um, experience. 
It's like we in the club. <laughs> like, like in the dog club. It's like the devil pig is with us at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> They're yep. very devil pig like sounds. I love it. <laughs> So, um, in the 1880s, an unidentified animal with a long snout was sighted during Sir William McGregor's expedition to Mount Scratchley. In his official report, he wrote, quote, animals are rare. It's true. (laughs) The wild dog, an occasional wallaby, a stray tree kangaroo, and a long snouted animal not yet obtained from the bulk of the quadruped. Huh. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Very eloquent. I mean, animals are rare. Animals are rare. <laughs> Except in my house, where they're not. And they're I, all over. I also want to bring up the fact that I love the word snout. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's all. I just love that word. I have also heard you use the word beak instead yeah, of snout. Yeah, I'm a fan of beak and snouts because yeah. I think they're interchangeable. Uh, you totally know what I'm talking about when I say, yeah. like, a dog's beak. Mm-hmm. And it's the same goes with a pig. A pig's beak. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Snout, snout. <laughs> Doggy snout. They're just going bananas over there. They're having a good time. They're not being afraid by about COVID. <laughs> I know. I want to, like, go over and disrupt them, but I'm scared it's going to just... It, Escalate and go into something different. I'm going to go uh, try a tactic real quick. Um, I'm going to put the blind one on the other side of the baby gate. So share with us your thoughts about hooven creatures. Well, 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 well. Now we're all stuck here with me and my thoughts on uh, hooven creatures. Well, I believe they're called hooven creatures because they have hooves and the hooves are like little toenails and they make a clickety clackety sound a little (laughs) clickety clack clackety click noise okay i'm back and i have no idea Uh, what you were saying oh i didn't really get a chance to talk about my feelings about hooven (laughs) creatures so that's all right. We'll save that for another time. Yeah, a, another podcast, alas. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> so now we're we're still in Papua New Guinea. Yes, it's amazing. Land of cannibals. Land of cannibals. Um, so, you know, we just heard a um, wonderfully concise report um, about um, seeing a long-snouted animal that had yet to be, um, quote, obtained. Um, from the 19 or the 1880s. And now we're moving into 1906 with the most famous encounter of this cryptid. So the most famous encounter occurred during Captain Charles Monckton's expedition to Mount Albert Edward. Mm -hmm. Kept wanting to say Mount Edward Island or I don't know what I was trying to say. That's where Anna Green Gables is from. (laughs) That's probably why. Um, Mount Albert Edward, during which he personally saw tracks, dung, and other traces of some large unknown animal. He reported, quote, here we found the tracks of a very large, heavy, cloven-footed animal. An average spore was measured by Mr. Money, good job, (laughs) and proved to be four inches by four and a half inches. 
There were others much larger, but we took an average, as you do when you're um, measuring. Um, excrement smaller than, but in other respects resembling that of a horse, but otherwise strange to me, was very plentiful. <laughs> just imagine just like a field of shit. Yes! The herbage had been grazed and in some places turned up. What? What? Uh, Turn it up, bitch! (laughs) On the the 10th of May, two expedition members, an army private called Ogi and a village constable called Oina, were sent out to find a trackway, but became separated. Mm -hmm. While seeking Oina, Ogi came across two large pig-like creatures grazing. Ogi fired on them. Because he's a dick. And the smaller one wandered off, but the larger only turned and looked at him. He saw something odd in the animal. Devil in its eyes. I see something in you. (laughs) And the carrier who was with him called it a devil pig. Yes! I've shouted that at people before. (laughs) On the metro, devil pig! Fuck you, devil pig! (laughs) Um, as Ogi tried in re- to reload, the smaller animal called and the larger walked off. Um, Monicton believed they were mates. Ogi himself never described the encounter in print, but Monicton recounted his experience as follows. Quote, after he had, Ogi had parted with Owena, the carrier with him had pointed out two enormous pigs feeding on a grass patch. He had gone within 30 yards and fired at one, again, because he's a dick but yep. said that his hand was shaking so much with cold that he could not hold his rifle straight. Thank God. At the yeah. report of the rifle, the smaller of the two animals moved on. The larger raised its head and turned round and looked at Ogi, who perceived that there was something unusual about it. At the same time, the Kara called out, Those are devils, not pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Demons. Um, and the, the person stood up and was like, Listen. I've been trying to diet, okay? Uh, Um, Who you call a devil pig? (laughs) Very hungry. Um, While Ogi, partly paralyzed with cold and fright, was fumbling with a second cartridge, the animal that had at first moved off called to its mate, which at once trotted away. Trotted! Um... And no one was able to discover anything further after this because everyone was in a collective state of shock. They're and like, I can't believe. I can't believe all the poop I just I saw. I can't believe that I saw devil, the, I saw that devil poop. <laughs> I tell you, devil poop. Was the poop evil? Oh. Interesting. What was it to the butthole? <laughs> yeah, I've had, I've had some devil poops. <laughs> Yeah, I have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's like a wall, like where you have to like put your hand on the wall to yeah. like steady yourself. Yeah, it's good. Times. Not great. Yeah, it's not good fun. Um. So then, in 1910, um, during a British ornithologist, it's always a British ornithologist. I'm mean, always those fucking birders. <laughs> Union expedition to the Mimika River. Naturalist Walter Goodfellow collected native testimonies of a creature that was similar to what had been described. Our friend, the Gazinka. So, um, on June 7th, 1910, um, Jamaica's Kingston Gleaner published the following report um, describing an encounter with an unknown creature from that expedition. So this report said, quote, 
Not the least of the wonders discovered is a mysterious animal of gigantic size and fearsome aspect whose tracks have recently been reported in New Guinea. This animal at the present goes by the name of Mankton's Gazinka, its presence in the mountains having been first indicated by Mr. C.A.W. Mockton, a former explorer in New Guinea. According to a native report of the appearance of the animal, it has a nose like a taper and a face like the devil. Um, let me, uh, but j- just uh, hold on for a second. You mentioned a taper. A those, nose like a taper. Those are one of my favorite animals of all time. <laughs> but it had a devil face. That's the difference. I don't care as long as it had taper qualities. I'm on board. Let's get one. Taper qualities and devil-like features. That's even better. Maybe it was like really handsome. Like it was like that that handsome devil. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You handsome devil. You pig devil. Devil pig. <laughs> continuing. Animals. <laughs> continuing on. Um. He continued to report, Mr. Mockton, during his ascent of Mount Albert Edward in the west of British New Guinea, discovered the huge footprints and other indications of the very recent presence of some cloven-footed monster that had evidently been browsing in the grassy plains surrounding the lakes on the summit at an elevation of about 12,500 feet. Up to the departure... So, so, wait a second. Wait a second. It, people do this all the time, and I'm including you in this people's generalization. Okay. They're like, it was 12,000 feet. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that supposed to mean something to me? <laughs> um, maybe. I don't know. Like, what is uh, what is um, Mount Everest? I don't. You can't just ask me what the height of Mount Everest is. Oh, you don't. You don't know. Oh, I, I can tell you. It. It's 29,000 feet. Okay, so half of Mount Everest. Does that help you? That's pretty high. <laughs> Do you? Can you do you have any like graphical um geographical reference point for Mount Everest? I mean, I know it's really really high and people <laughs> like throw up and stuff when they go there or whatever. But like okay, so this is 12,000, so that's pretty high. It's like half of Mount Everest. That's high. <laughs> because in Florida, mm. you you are at like below sea level. And so I'm just saying, people are like, ah, 12,000 feet. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, now you do. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> um, so this article also said that up to the departure of the present expedition, no one has attempted to return to Mount Albert, Albert Edward and procure a specimen of the monster. During Dr. Lorenz's second attempt to reach the Snow Mountains, however, by way of the North River in Dutch New Guinea, one of his men reported having come across an enormous animal at an elevation of about 7,000 feet. So, like, a quarter of Mount Everest. (laughs) Whoa. Um, So, um, they're not sure if all of these reports are um, of the same creature, but... um, there's some kind of pig devil in, in <laughs> Dem Woods. So um, then in 1952, um, two American pilots claimed to have seen, quote, red elephants in a large canyon in New Guinea's Nassau Mountains on uh, the 15th of June um, in 1952. The canyon was later discovered by others, but 
the elephants were never seen again. Um, as elephants are not native to Oceania or this area, it'd be very difficult to transport ele- elephants to New Guinea by sea. Um, and so many believe that these creatures that they saw were actually the long-snouted devil pigs. <laughs> um, My God. Yeah. And that their red skin might be um, like dried mud or dust, which um, often stains the actual skin of elephants red. So they were just kind of dirty devil pigs. Dirty devil pig. <laughs> um, and then the most interesting evidence um, is in 1962, um, a series of stone carvings were collected from the Ambum Valley um, in the highlands, uh, situated in the Egna province, um, that were only believed to be a few millennia old. They depict a very odd looking mammal with a rotund body, four limbs, not for the number, but four limbs, the first two and hind limbs. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Not four limbs. Got it. Got it. Got it. And hind limbs clasping its belly. Um, it has a very long neck, a narrow head, large eyes and ears, and a notable trunk-like snout that curves downwards um, and has a pair of blaring nostrils at the very tips, as if it is breathing in COVID nineteen. <laughs> 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 So um, many people had thought that these were um, depicting um, long-beaked, um, the uh, like spiny anteater-type creatures. Oh, yeah. um, even though the resemblance is pretty superficial, um, because the carved beasts lack spines. Um, and its bulky trunk with well-defined nostrils is different from the... Oh, my gosh. I can't... I'm looking. It's not... I, I literally read through this yesterday. The echidna? Is that a creature? I don't know. I think it's echidna. I don't know. That sounds gross. It's like that little... It looks like a little porcupine guy. What? Yeah. I think it's a thing. I don't know. You need to Google that shit. Uh, So, yeah, as you were talking about this, I kept thinking, like, anteater. Yes, because it has, like, a long snout. Oh, but how do you say it? Echidna. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's echidna, yeah. Like a porcupine. Yeah, and so they think it might be a long-beaked echidna. A long-snouted echidna. Beaked echidna. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, isn't that sort of the animal that is on like those new Harry Potter movies where it's like oh, about yeah. yeah yeah and he likes gold. Yeah. Um, you know that from your Harry Potter Wizards game, don't you? That's right. <laughs> I know how you know that. That's how I know. Um. So they believe that these um depictions were actually of echidnas but um they don't really you know they they more match this like description of a devil pig and who doesn't want to just believe that it's a devil pig yeah i i personally do 
Also, why is it a devil pig? Like, was it acting? Like, it was it listening to like heavy metal and like burning crosses or wearing a cross upside down or? It had a pentagram on its it, forehead. Yeah, it had a pentagram on its oh, forehead. Wait. An inverse pentagram. An inverse pentagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something, or it was wearing like a devil mask, and it was like, hey, <laughs> I'm here to like, eat I your don't... souls. <laughs> yeah, I like the devil. Like, I don't, right? Like, I don't, why is it a devil pig? I don't know. That don't make no sense. Why are you a devil pig? That ain't why you no a sense. devil pig. <laughs> I mean, he's just probably misunderstood, like most of our cryptid. Like, yeah. in all the descriptions, this thing has just been like, God, just like just hanging in a field, and everybody's like, "Fucking shoot it!" Right? Quick. It's just like, "Oh, look, I'm trying to take a dump. Can they're you like, please leave yeah, me alone?" Yeah, watching it poop. <laughs> no one make a sound. It's taking a shit everywhere. Like, you know. Bless you, devil pig. I know. Bless your heart. Everybody's up in his business. It's not fair. <sighs> it's terrible. Terrible. Um. So, there is some other evidence. So, in addition to um, the carvings that were found, a tusk um, was also discovered um, sometime tusk! before 1920. Um, Moncton was given the tusks, the tusk um, from the uh, people on the islands. Oh, there's. Oh, hold on. We'll have a brief break to tell you that other people are enjoying being outside, and my dogs are very upset about it. <laughs> they do not believe that they should be outside, and they would like them to go inside and continue to social distance. Head Mosby will hunt you down until you go away. This hunt you been, down to This has been your public service announcement. So now, back to the tusk. Um, so the Moncton was given a large tusk um, that was described as, quote, a very big, extremely old, almost circular tusk. Um, and the locals claimed it was the fang of a giant snake. But he thought it resembled the tusk of a boar. Um, later, Sir James Hector identified it as the tu- tusk of a babarusa. Um, which is not found in Oceania, but Mockton eventually came to believe that it was a tusk from his devil pig. Devil pig, yes! Um, He gave the tusk to a friend, and that is the last we know of the tusk. It's important that you don't give your tusk to your friends. I mean, you hold on to your tusk. It's important. It is important. You should always hold on to your tusks. Always. Um... So yeah, it's. I think that this cryptid is really interesting too because we don't often have a lot of evidence, and in this one, there's poop and the tusk. So, if you have the tusk, come forward, <laughs> please give us your tusk, and I will use the it. Dogs sound ferocious. Yes, and I wish they would stop, but alas. <laughs> I love it. This is my life. Um, I can't wait. Oh, oh, she got closer. Devil, the, the devil, devil pig no. got closer. And now devil she's running pig. away because she knows I'm going to come for her. Like a devil pig. Just like a devil pig pooping in a field. 
I think it's only going to go up as we start reaching the end of the day and people are outside. So well, you can't you can't stop a devil pig from barking. Nope. But I cannot give them treats. No treats for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That hits them more that hits them at home. No treats. <laughs> They're looking at me like, "What the fuck?" Did you just say treats? Did you say no in front of that treat? Yeah. They're like they're quite depressed now. So hopefully this depression will just will just coast into it. Um, while we finish up the two more pages of material I have to get. Woohoo! So um, there are some theories about what was actually discovered. So people trying to examine the evidence and see what creatures this might be um so um when people were hearing about these large dung piles and large unidentified animals um they really people really believe that it was actually a rhinoceros um however um several authors including carl schuker michael ray Raynal, and george eberhardt note that whatever the gazinka is it's most likely a marsupial than a placental mammal because New Guinea lies east of the Lakeeter line. um, And so its fauna is principally Australian Asian, not Asiatic. So any creatures that would be living there are more similar to what you'd see in Australia. And I ain't seen no rhinoceros in Australia. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so Moncton, who actually didn't see, see the animal himself, compared it to a South Asian babrusa um, based on the description. Um, and Raynal notes that these animals are strong sh- swimmers and could conceivably have reached New Guinea. Um, so people think that it could be an out-of-place barbarusa, a wild feral pig, Malaysian taper, or a Javan rhinoceros. Um, but these have all been, you know, discounted. Um, and uh, current mainstream belief regarding the dung um, is that people believe it was from a cassowary. Hmm. Um. As early as 1910, American paleontologist William D. Matthew theorized that it could have been a living diprotrodon. Gross. Yeah, I know. A late Pleistocene, um, Pleistocene marsupial resembling a giant wombat. Just imagine oh, a giant what? wombat running around. I would love to see a giant wombat. I know. Oh, my God. However, um, they weren't believed to have had a pig-like snout, and neither are known from, for being uh, in New Guinea. Um, so they also considered the possibility that if the rhinoceroses reported from New Guinea were not, in fact, the same animal as the pig-like gazinka, they may have been surviving diprodonts, such as nototherium. So they're thinking... Maybe if they weren't all the same creature, there was different prehistoric creatures that could have survived in New Guinea. But like, oh, come on. It's a devil pig. 
Come on, devil pig. Everybody says so. Everyone says so. Also, the thing with the cassowary or cassowary is like that's a giant fucking bird. Like you may like walk into its like big pile of crap or something, but like you're not gonna like confuse a devil pig with a giant bird, like an emu or something. Like that's what it looks like, except that it will like rip your face off. I just like, I don't know, and it's not like what what yeah. What? Um, there, uh, so in 1978, mammalogist James Menzies proposed a much more dramatic, um, yet morphologically more compatible identity. He claimed that the, um, beast was a paleo-orchestrid diprodont, diprotodont, a large... A large and very bizarre lurking looking herbivorous marsupial. <laughs> they add like just say it's a herbivore. Like it's like they just add different endings to things to make them more difficult to say. Um, a very b- bizarre looking marsupial who is also a herbivore, which did indeed have big eyes, a short trunk, well delineated external ears, and other fit- features that are very conducive to what was displayed in the carving. Okay. Um, And uh, these creatures would have looked very much like giant pigs or even giant tapers in life. Um, Or giant devil pigs. Or a giant devil pig. Um, And it, you know, it would have, you know, seeing a creature like this so big would have definitely um, been startling and scary. (laughs) Um, the only issue is that um, that their uh, fossil remains are only found in Australia, and mm-hmm. um, there's they haven't found any in New Guinea. Um, but you know what they were saying before that the creatures would have been more like what is found in Australia that than what is found on the Asian continent. You know, lends itself to that. Um, yeah. The other issue is they became extinct thirteen thousand years ago, but. Uh, maybe they're mm. hanging on New Guinea. I, I mean, maybe they swam there and they were like, cool, these people don't eat animals. They just eat, eat people. Each so other. Let's chill here, dude. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the resemblances are really so striking that a lot of people like to um, think that, you know, that this animal could have survived, um, especially in a place like New Guinea, which is, you know, its forests are like near impenetrable. It's not well explored. It's heavily jungle um, area. And, you know, we haven't found like, you know, they haven't even been able to, you know, look significantly for fossils in the area. Um, Yeah. And so it's possible that they're still existing or were existing there. Um, and the only way we were able to really notice their presence was with their tracks and, a, you know, a pile of poop here and there. So, yeah, because, like you, do. you know, they're animals and they poop where they want. And they're, they don't think that creepy col- colonial um, explorers are going to become examine their poop. 
It reminds me of that scene in Jurassic Park yeah. where they look <laughs> up on that big pile of poop, and I'm just like, that's the pile of poop that I was picturing. Yeah, that's a good, a good, you know, comparison to make. I'm here for giant piles of poo. And that is the mysterious and perhaps not evil Gazinka or Devil Pig. Devil Pig! Do you have any final, thought, final thoughts? Um, I'm here for it. I, I think that it sounds like a pretty chill cryptid. Yeah. It's not flying out and stabbing people in the chest. It's not ripping sheep apart mm-hmm. and just eating chicken buttholes. Um, so I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this cryptid. Um, yeah, that's fun. What are your thoughts? I think it's really interesting. I always really like um, when we do these cryptids that are in these, you know, very dense unexplored areas because it is it does bring to mind that if something was still existing some prehistoric creature or creature from the past or um new species that like this is where they would be and this is where we you know could discover them so it's it's really fun and interesting um when we get to kind of explore around the world like this and go to remote areas it's also important to remember that in places like the rainforest and like these densely packed places that like that's why these places can't be destroyed, mm-hmm. right? It's because there's so much there that hasn't been discovered. And when, you know, people just cultivate those areas and destroy those areas, then that's gone forever and those animals are gone forever. Mhm. So it's something to think about. Put it in your brain while you're sitting at home. Yeah. Not doing anything because of the plague we have wrought upon ourselves. Yes. (laughs) What has God wrought? It was a plague. Do something nice for nature while you're sitting at home. And this is your, your homework from the American Unicorns. Sanctioned. 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 Well... If you don't, then the devil pig's gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, the devil pig. That devil pig's gonna come for you. He's gonna come for you. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with us today and bearing with our um, unique and exploratory recording skills. And we very much hope that we will both be back in our recording studio very, very soon. We can help. Anything to say? No. Well, I agree. <laughs> she agrees with everything I say because everything I say is perfect. It's perfect and correct. <laughs> well, while we're all hanging out, enjoy the podcast. You're not doing anything else, so rate and review us on iTunes. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, keep it weird, people. <laughs>